Would you like to stand for our Gospel reading? The reading's taken from Luke chapter 7, starting at verse 36, which can be found on page 1046 of the Pew Bibles. Luke 7, starting at 36. The Bible title says, Jesus anointed by a sinful woman. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, Well, if this man were a prophet, he would know that who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she's a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay the debt. So he cancelled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt cancelled. You have judged correctly, said Jesus. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You didn't put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But the one who has been forgiven little, loves little. And Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we study your word this morning, you might help us to become more like Jesus, more like him each day as we follow in his footsteps. In Jesus' name, amen. We're looking this week, as part of our series of what does it mean to be Christchurch, we're looking this week at what does it mean to be a community of grace. So the passage I chose was Jesus anointed by a sinful woman, or as I like to call her, a woman. In our Gospel reading then, we see Jesus visiting the home of a Pharisee called Simon. And he'd invited Jesus into his home so that he could listen to him 
and debate with him. We don't know how warm he was towards Jesus, whether he wanted to trip him up or whether he was quite drawn to what Jesus had to say. But many people had turned up. There was a big crowd. In fact, there were so many people that some people got in that Simon hadn't even invited. And one of them was this woman. Definitely somebody that Simon didn't approve of. We're told that she'd lived a sinful life. And we'll come back to that later. But Simon alerts Jesus to the fact that this woman should not be touching him and should not be anywhere near him. Surely Jesus should know this. He should have thrown her out. It was a scandalous thing to do to allow her to touch him. But Jesus rejects that argument completely and turns it on his head. He points out that people who sin much have much to be grateful for when they're forgiven. And he contrasts the way that she treated him with her generous gratitude with how Simon had treated him not even giving him the kind of hospitality that you would normally give a visitor at that time in that place. Simon's welcome lacked any true sense of kindness and hospitality, didn't it? So I'm wanting to think today, what can we learn about how to be a community of grace from this passage and from the words in Ephesians? If we want to be a community of grace then first of all, like this woman that we hear about here, we need to remember how far we had fallen. We have a great tendency to compare ourselves with other people, don't we? And say, well, we're not that bad, not compared to so-and-so. And Kathy Watson in her sermon on Sunday morning at 10.30 reminded us how much we love to rank people. So we say the very good and the very bad And we like to modestly put ourselves somewhere in the middle, don't we? So the classic thing is Hitler on one end, Mother Teresa on the other, and you somewhere in the middle. I'm sure you're familiar with those two poles. But that's not biblical. Because as Romans 3 says, we've all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. We're all equally in need of God's grace and mercy. If you look at that passage in Ephesians 2, verse 2, It says we were dead. We were objects of wrath. God couldn't stand what was in us. He couldn't welcome us into heaven to be with him. We were dripping with pollution. We had dirt clinging to every pore. These are really strong words, aren't they? But God is rightly angry at sin because of the damage it does to our relationship with him and the damage it does to ourselves and to the world. So just think for a moment. We might not feel sinful, but to 